What makes a great leader great? How do we create a high-performing team? And when we say leader, we mean everyone, because everyone is leading their own life. Will yours be a life by design or a life by default? Those are the big questions, and this podcast will answer them. Welcome to the Becoming Your Best podcast, where we help you apply the 12 principles of highly successful leaders, because great leaders will produce great results. Greetings to our Becoming Your Best podcast listeners, wherever you may be today. And we have a fun subject to talk about. It is saying no with consideration, courage, and conviction. Now, I think I ought to clarify a little bit. This is not just a, will you go to the store with me or would you mind taking this assignment? If you want to find ways to say no to those, that's okay. You can go on the internet and find 25 funny ways to say no. But that is not what I'm talking about today. We're talking about with the bigger stakes, perhaps uh, emotionally seated issues, and you might be in a bad situation or you just feel uncomfortable, you don't want to hurt someone. And this is illustrated. That's the kind of no I'm talking about. It's it's how do you get out of that situation gracefully. So the title is saying no with consideration, courage, and conviction. To introduce this, I'd like to tell about the story of Jerry. It's not his real name, but he's a close friend. Love Jerry. He recently lost his spouse a number of months ago, earlier in the year, and uh, it had been a protracted ailment injury is what uh, took her, unfortunately. And after an appropriate time, Jerry started dating. Now, this was a new experience for Jerry because he hadn't been dating for 25 to 30 years. <laughs> and he developed three to four friendships at once. And, and I mean, you know, over a short period of time. And of course, uh, not revealing to the others that he had several friends. And he liked each one, but was starting to feel really stressed and felt like uh, life was getting very complicated. And so he decided, came to the conclusion to focus on just one of those relationships. And he, as we were visiting, and because we are friends, he said, well, what are your thoughts? How can I tell these other ladies that I care for them, but have decided to move on? I just don't want to hurt their feelings. You could tell this was a sincere desire to do just that, not hurt anyone. And so my friend said, and he is a key executive, a president of a outstanding organization. He said, you ought to do a podcast on how to say no. And that is really the inspiration for this podcast. As we talked about it, we came up with a, a few thoughts, and, and he had a plan of action. So I'm just going to tell you about it. Whatever the reason may be for wanting to say no, for example, here are some of the following. Like if you're dating someone, regardless of how old you are, and you feel it isn't right, how do you say no? In a way that you're true to your feelings and conviction, yet considerate of the other person. Uh, or here's another situation. Let's say that you're in a toxic relationship. It's just not working at all. How do you get out of that, whether it's a personal relationship or a 
work or professional relationship. And then let's just delve in a little more deeper on this one. If you're in a work relationship and it's going south and you're hating your work or the expectations are not what you had in mind, how do you get out of that situation? What do you do anyhow? Or you're, let's say that you're in a company or leading a company, team or a project where it's just not happening. I mean, you've been working a long time on it and you've been doing everything you know how and it's not being successful. And then you just feel bad about an idea or direction that you're going. Or someone asks you to just do something that you just don't feel is right or you feel uncomfortable with. And the last is you just don't feel right about something. So what can you do? What are the best ways to say no with consideration, courage, and conviction? Well, we would like to offer today in this podcast to our wonderful listeners, and I underscore this, how grateful we are that you're part of this show and that you have interest and that you're the type of person that's trying to improve. So a huge kudos to you. So let's talk about a few ideas that may be helpful to you. Here are four ideas. Number one is be really determined. You'll be principle-centered. I love this concept, and Stephen Covey shared this idea. Uh, So if you can imagine the circle in the middle with a wheel going out, the spokes of the wheel, and when you are principle-centered, and particularly as we think about the 12 principles, they're a huge foundation for this center, and especially when the storm comes, you know, your foundation, this is a huge foundation, and when it is uh, built on the foundation of principles and the storm comes, it's not going to be blown or washed away. And so this is a great, powerful center. And what we do is we think of the alternatives because from your center comes your power of how you do things. It comes, for example, where you gain your self-esteem. So it's really important that we have a solid center. The alternative, if you don't, if it's not principle-centered, is you could be, say, job-centered or, or, or spouse-centered or self-centered, money-centered, you know, spouse or significant other-centered, church-centered. So as you think about each one of those, how would you do something? So let's say you're money-centered. Where do you get, get your self-esteem? By how much money you have. If you want to get something done, what do you do? Yeah, you buy it, right? You buy it done. But if your money's centered, then also your happiness comes from the center. Can you ever have really enough money? You can see how if you're job-centered, it can take over your life. Your esteem may come from your title, for example. Or how do you get things done? Well, from the power of your responsibilities. But when you're principle-centered, that is far different than as you think about your job. You're working to be excellent in your job, but you also have a spouse or a partner. And so you do certain things to be excellent there. And when you're thinking about becoming your best, you can see how when you have these 12 principles at your center, they influence everything else. And as I've gone through life, and let's just kind of take a look at those, by the way, this foundation that we're we're talking about that won't be blown away or washed away, when you are determined that you will be true to character. Oh, 
That brings so much strength and confidence. Or these are among the 12 principles of highly successful leaders. When you have a personal vision, that answers so many questions as you live a life by design and don't live one by default based on what's going on outside. And this provides inspiration direction. When you have goals for this year, you can see you start, especially by these roles that we're talking about, you actually start creating a direction that fills your life with positive things. So now we're all getting back to, well, how do you say no with consideration, courage, and conviction? It is this kind of clear understanding that helps you now start having the basis to do that when you have your goals and you're doing pre-week planning. And we've already determined that you're going to live the golden rule. These are all examples. And we're going to be an effective communicator and and innovate with imagination. We're going to take responsibility. Well, that's the strong foundation. This is the powerful center that we're talking about because uh, literally you can discover these things yourself as we think about principles through study. Someone once asked me one time, well, how do you know if the principle is right or wrong? (laughs) Well, you think about it, right? You can study timeless literature, Look at the characteristics of a correct principle, a right principle. Well, it's timeless, it's universal, and it's 100% reliable and predictable. The uh, scriptures would be a good example that you can study and try to understand this and, and think about it, and then you determine what fulfills the correct definition of principle, and then that's what you put at your center. Uh, and be sure they're correct principles, because then when the storm comes up, and the emotion rises, you go to your principles, right? Man, it's so solid. And I I just love this. So anyhow, that's uh, once you have it, it becomes a compass for you. And then when when you have a deep yes with clarity of direction, then it gives greater definition to be able to say no. That's the first one. Number two, study this out. Whatever the issue is that you're concerned about that causes you concern, Study it out in your mind. Get the facts. Think about it. One of the best things I know is that you can apply the six steps to effectively plan, create solutions, and take action. This is a disciplined process that it starts with the vision. So you take your problem, whatever the problem is that you're concerned about, among the ones that we mentioned earlier, right? Whether it is a fractured relationship or one that's falling apart or one you're concerned about, it's not as close as it used to be, or you're trying to be considerate with someone else, but you're going to break the relationship. So whatever it is, you can say, what's the vision? That's step one. There's six steps here. Step two is what's the current reality? Step one, you shift the problem to the vision. This brings hope and light and encouragement. Step three on this is uh, you say, well, what's the real problem here? And once you understand the real problem, then you go to step four on these six steps and you come up with best solutions and options and you just brainstorm and list as many as you can. And then you prioritize them and look at the pros and cons and what's what are the best solutions. And then you select the top three or four. And then you go to step five, which you, you implement it. Right. And and part of the implementation is deciding who would do what when. You're very specific about this. And this gives you the action plan. But before you implement the action plan, 
we recommend you add what we call the red team. And the red team is where you share your thinking with some trusted advisors and get feedback, get their thoughts on it very confidentially so that you just have your feedback and this tests your thinking, gets new ideas. And then finally, you implement it. And then last of all, evaluate the result. Take a look at how you felt about the process. So that's number two. Number three is listen to and trust your feelings and make your decision. You've gone through this process. You're now principle-centered, right? You're building on your principles, on the center core, this foundation that we talked about. And you've thought about it. You studied it out. You've given some regimen to it, applied the six steps. I love it. That's such a good process. Now, listen to and trust your feelings. That's number three. And make your decision. By saying no to something you do not feel good about, you're actually saying yes to a correct principle-centered purpose and perspective. And, uh, and that is liberating. You know it's right deep down in your core. And so uh, just trust your feelings. It's okay. And then last of all, number four here of these four I'm suggesting today, communicate your decision with consideration, courage, and conviction. You can say something like, you know, to this person, whoever you're talking with, as you're making a change, over the years, I have come to trust my feelings, and I feel it is time to make a change, or I feel it's time to move on. I'm so grateful for the experience I've had and want to thank you, and I wish you all the best. That's it. You don't have to explain the reasons why. Don't even get into that. Just say, you know, over the years, I've learned to trust my feelings, and uh, I feel like it's uh, time to move on. And that's it. And they'll say, well, is it my hair? (laughs) Don't go there. Just stay really on this foundation because you've given it thought, and it's aligned with your vision and your conviction, right? This is being true to character, really. So you want to feel good about that. So back to my friend Jerry. He did apply the steps that we're talking about today. He applied the principles, the six-step process. He red-teamed it. He asked for advice, and he was at peace and confidence with his decision and direction. He went over and visited with each one of his lady friends in this case and indicated that he had had the feeling that he needs to go a different direction that he had learned that he's learned to trust his feelings over the years and that this has been important for him. And so he said no to what he did not feel good about and simultaneously yes to what he had a conviction was right. And this is a great process. So I hope that some of these ideas have been helpful for you. It's been a good discussion. And may this podcast help you to be true to your feelings based upon correct principles, to say no to that that does not fit the standard and yes to the things that do. Well, you are amazing. It is an honor and a privilege to be able to have been together with you today, and we wish you all the very best. Thank you for listening. Would you like help to apply the 12 principles of highly successful leaders in your life? in your family, or in your organization, call us today at 
1-800-273-8764 to speak with a helpful representative to evaluate your situation and how we can help. Or you can visit becomingyourbest.com. Whether it's a corporate training event, keynote, workshop, trainer certification, or personal coaching, it would be our pleasure to serve your needs. Once again, call 888-690-8764 or visit becomingyourbest.com today.